This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Bridget and Scott, the Bruins had two victories over the over the weekend over the Toronto Maple Leafs, Hockey Night in Canada, four to three in overtime. That was a very very entertaining game, and then uh, an impressive win on back to backs against a team that you know kind of embarrassed them last week in Columbus, and they they come from behind in the third period to win three to one. Uh, natural hat trick for Brad Marchand, and I know the Bruins' record wasn't great this year when trailing after two so it's good for them to get that win bridge and scott let's jump right into our opening takes yeah well mine is that it, it really turned into the weekend of marsh and uh he scores the overtime winner and saturday's game in toronto uh you know in a game that he he entered as kind of public enemy number one because of the whole silliness around like the timothy lilligren injury the last time that they played um also snapped a uh it was his first goal in six game i mean first point in six games first goal in nine games so snapped a drought for him and then he just put the team on his back sunday with the third period natural hat trick uh to lead the bruins to victory um it was also a very emotional weekend for brad marshan because he he confirmed to a few of us reporters after the game that his grandmother passed away Friday night. So, uh, you know, I think people noticed after his winner on set on Saturday that he, he looks pretty emotional. At one point he kind of put his glove over his, over his mouth, like over his face as he was leaving the ice. Um, that's why I, I know that, you know, that, that it kind of started to circulate on social media and, um, he did confirm it. So an emotional weekend, a, a big weekend for him. Um, and especially, you know, Sunday really kind of just put the team on his back. Yeah, definitely a lot to get into with that as well. My opening shift, I mean, that was the, the major storyline this weekend. There are a lot of little um, smaller storylines that we can get into as well. Uh, mine has to do with the rookies. So in the Toronto game, Johnny Beecher gets scratched. He, he didn't play. And Patra did not see – a lot of ice time in the third. He it kind of felt like maybe punishment for um, just maybe coach not feeling he's playing up to par. So the rookies started out really strong. I, and I want to get you guys' opinions in a little bit on whether or not Beecher, you know, deserved to get scratched, what the what the reasoning might be, and his response because in the game against uh the Blue Jackets, he, I thought that he played really well. And I thought that that fourth line had a lot of energy, especially in the first period, they started to get things going. Um, anyway, guys, yeah, rookies um, getting a little bit less love over the weekend than we'd seen them. 
Yeah, definitely some thoughts there. Wasn't expecting that scratching heading into the Toronto game, but um, both lineups uh, this weekend performed and, and came through. For me, uh, obviously Saturday night was a was a rivalry game against the the Maple Leafs and the knock on the Bruins from the outside, from you know local fans and media has been that offensively they at times seem like their team their, their team speed is a little slow. The they're not as they're not an offensive powerhouse outside of David Pasternak, right? But okay, so that's the Bruins' weakness. But watching Toronto, their team defense is brutal, and or that might be strong, but it's not it's not great. And Detroit's having a, a really good year. Florida's having a really good year. Tampa's in the mix. I guess what I'm saying is uh, the parity in the Atlantic Division is is as good as it's ever been since they've gone to this divisional realignment, and here we are in December. And if you were to tell anybody that in December, uh, the Maple Leafs and the lightning were both out of the top three in the Atlantic division, I think a lot of eyebrows would be raised. And so it was a fun game to watch the Bruins play, play Toronto, the Bruins defense and goaltending, despite that three game hiccup uh, last week, it really, it really is, uh, among the better in the league and, and teams that have maybe a more high octane offense like Toronto, they have their shortcomings and the Atlantic is going to be a fun race to watch the rest of the way. Yeah. And you know, for me, it really highlights the importance of the Bruins continuing to just rack up points right now. They have a seven point lead over second place, Florida. And as you point out, like if they slip and, and teams start to catch them, like, you're you're slipping into a dogfight. Like all of a sudden, you know, two two through five in the division right now is, you know, it's it's good teams. It, it's all teams that are capable of going on a run at any point. So the the more distance you can put between yourself and, and that group, the more you can stay out in front of all that, the better it's going to be. So you know, because like you you kind of you look through that group and it's like. Those teams can, you know, in one good or bad week, slide from like second place to out of the playoffs or vice versa. Um, you know, Tampa right now uh, would not be in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. So that's, yeah, you know, as as you're talking about that, it's like really just highlighted how important it is for the Bruins to to kind of maintain their distance over, over that group and not become, you know, part of it where they're sliding up and down uh, three or four spots in a week. Which is why Bridget, we say, and you beat this drum most, the regular season does matter, right? Everybody wants to skip ahead to the playoffs and make the Bruins prove it then. But it's like, no, these are the tangible reasons why obviously while playoff success is the end goal, it's not it's 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 it can be better than just there's there's better ways to play the regular season than just getting in at the last hour i wouldn't have to if people didn't constantly annoy the crap out of me with the with that uh sentiment so i wouldn't have to say it so much but but it comes up and i'm just sitting here like you realize you can enjoy the regular season right like we can watch it and there's 82 games and like most of them are entertaining and you, you can have fun it's you, you know, it's not life or death. Uh, just go enjoy a fucking hockey game. But 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. And and it's so weird to see that the Bru like the Bruins could draw the Maple Leafs in the wild card. Like it, to think about that, like to, uh, Toronto or Tampa being the, the wild card team, but um, we've seen how they've played each other as well. The Toronto win was, it was a huge uplifting moment when Marshawn scored that goal, especially because he flattened Nylander first and then he ends up um, like puck comes loose to pasta and then Marshawn ends up putting the, the winning goal in, but he felt like he was playing to the like the Marshawn passion that we've seen, and he absolutely carried that over into Saturday's game against Columbus. So, I mean, you can see the the fire start, and you you wonder, you know, is this really the beginning of a turning point for him? Is this going to be a the opposite of what his last stretch was, which was you know maybe turning the corner to going on a goal streak or a point streak instead of a point drought? So, um, Xerxes, stop it. Climb my chair. Sorry, yeah, you can't make it through one of these usually. At least sometimes when it's they do it when I'm not talking, but this time he's being a pain. Xerxes is uh, he's, bad, he's badgering you. He's badgering you more than Martian has badgered the, the NHL for the last 15 years. This is what he wants. I have mozzarella. So the the fourth skate pod co-host is, is yeah, Xerxes, from. and then Melvin's in bed. It's past his bedtime. So I mean, I'm. On the subject of Martian, that was that was what we just saw. That was uh, more more of a response from Xerxes than anything the Leafs did to Martian. Because <laughs> once after once again after like all this talk, which really like most of the talk seemed to come come from Ryan Reeves, but. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline like there was nothing like no one challenged him to a fight. No one, you know, laid a huge hit on him or anything. And, you know, like thinking back to now, like, I wonder if some of the Leafs knew about his grandmother, like, you know, maybe that kind of made the rounds in, in like the, the true hockey circles before it kind of became public, you know, we, we just don't know, but um, yeah, it, it certainly was not like the Florida game with McAvoy where, it was like clear that they were taking runs and trying to get their pound of flesh. And, um, you know, that's that game. And on Saturday was completely different. Like that just didn't happen. And then Marsha ends up fittingly getting the winner anyways. Well, we talked about him. Well, you guys recorded last, but the last uh, episode I was a part of, we talked about how he needs to be, this team needs him to be more of an elite player than a good player or a really good player. And yeah, obviously Bridget, you mentioned that he was in a bit of a rut. Scott, you did as well. And, you know, honestly, I don't think he played poorly against Toronto. I just think he was for the most part kind of just out there up until obviously the game winner. And then tonight he, it's amazing what happens. Like we, for years we've talked about it. I've mentioned it like, confidence is everything like you grip the stick too tight when things are going your way you know you're a scorer like you get a couple in 
and then it's no coincidence that when when, when someone's in a goal slump and then they they put one in they end up going on like on a, on a bit of a heater it's just the way that it is and so yeah as you guys mentioned hopefully that this is is the the start of him maybe getting that goal scoring touch more consistently this year he and he started his he started you know being more physical after the stretch of losses he ended up with kind of a fight um earlier in the week and then then you see it translate to you know the goal in overtime which is you know the most clutch situation you could score in and then even in today's game before the hat trick he drew two penalties like he was causing um causing defenders to have to you know impede him and and drawing those penalties and, and he scored on one of those power plays two of his goals um coming on the power play so uh and someone pointed this out after the game like he scored from each side of the ice and the middle like he was all over the place and, and he was able to score in a few different ways so you saw the the elite skill come out um I, in the hat trick especially in the third period well like even if we want to just narrow it down to that that third where he scored all three goals and drew a penalty yeah and Drew two penalties in the game, but yeah, one in the third that led to to one of those power play goals. And, you know, I thought, so on Thursday, he was on a line with Patra in Heinen. And then these last two games, it, the center flips, it was Coyle at center and, and still Heinen on the other wing. And I thought that line was fairly quiet most of the weekend, like when they were on the ice as a line. But one, they end up combining for the goal that ties Martian's first goal Sunday night that ties the game. Um, where it's just a nice starts with Shattenkirk, but then a nice rush from Coyle over to Heinen. And then Heinen makes a great pass to Martian that um, he actually doesn't get all of and ends up being a changeup. And that really threw Spencer Martin off. Um, and then the next two on the power play. And you know, one of uh, the Bruins kind of made like a key change there on those third peer power plays where Martian and Pasana flip sides uh, with both of them going to their strong side. And you end up seeing, you know, both of Martian's goals are him coming in from the left and kind of more of a, you know, more of a shooting role than, um, you know, sometimes when he's on that right elbow, he can, maybe defer a little too much. Uh, we saw Pasternak get several shots blocked on the power play shots and like slap passes that ended up going right into legs or skates and get cleared down. So yeah, the, the usual setup wasn't, wasn't really working very well Sunday night. So uh, that wound up being a, you know, a really smart switch and helped spark to, power play goals in the third period. 